Welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood with Mike Tom. Well, this spring will be one that nobody forgets anytime soon as everybody stayed indoors, it felt like. And today's guest decided to help kids think through what they experienced. Today we're joined by Mikey Wasnidge, or Mikey Was. He's an author and an entrepreneur from Charlottetown, PEI. He recently wrote a book called The World Stayed Inside. He'll share with us more about the book and why he decided to write it. That's today on Connections. Today we're joined by Mikey Waz. He is an entrepreneur from Charlottetown, PEI, and he's also the author of a new book called When the World Stayed Inside. So tell us a little bit about yourself. You're an author of a children's book that we're going to talk about coming up in a little bit, but you're also an entrepreneur. Tell us about that. Well, I started a a, um, a floating pizza bar last year, and you know I've done a few different things. I've done, um, you know, I've online businesses and stores, and most, but the most recent, my most recent passion is a floating pizza restaurant down on the Peaks Key Marina in Charlottetown, PEI. You have so my attention. Actually, <laughs> you have my attention. <laughs> yeah. So we 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 figured out how to float a five thousand pound pizza oven um, on a on a floating dock and we do wood fire pizzas um out of it and it's it's just right on the like in charlottetown we're a bit of a, a tourist destination and because prince Edward island is obviously known for its beaches and waterfront and so yeah we we just have a, we call it our little slice of paradise i love that so you're sitting there one day mikey and you're thinking like well pi we've got anna green gables we've got all sorts of great scenery what we really need is a floating pizza restaurant well, it's funny. We we actually started um, we actually started as a food truck, and we had a, a phenomenal first month. We opened up, and people were lined up out on our truck. Um, and so then, when the marina was looking to build a kind of floating food court, they they asked us if we'd be willing to to expand our operations. And so we we put the truck actually in storage after the first month of using it, and we just focused all of our energy down in the marina. And they gave us four weeks to execute. So we went from concept <laughs> to opening our, our hatches and serving people in four weeks. It was uh, maybe the most stressful time of my life. No kidding. Today's guest owns a floating pizza restaurant, and he's also a children's book author. His name is Mikey Was. He's from Charlottetown, PEI. And he wrote a book called When the World Stayed Inside. Now, this was inspired by the pandemic. This is something that is a little bit out of character for yourself. Yeah, I mean, we like I was feeling all kinds of different uh, emotions when lockdown occurred as, a, as I knew everybody else in the world would be um, and it kind of just struck me that like this was maybe the first universally shared experience you know this globally shared thing that we all were wrestling with and dealing with the effects of and you know and for the first kind of week and I was I was processing a lot of grief and worry and and you know as a, as a high risk as a person with kind of a high risk uh, lung uh, lung issues I, you know, I was actually kind of fearful for my life for the first time. And, you know, I didn't know what, what this would have. And so, you know, I, I didn't know where to kind of focus, like focus that energy and all of those, you know, anxieties. And so, you know, I just started thinking about though all of the people that like that I wasn't alone in this and, and all of the children around the world that would be not really knowing how to make sense of it. And I just kind of started writing maybe from my own inner child, this kind of limerick, um, that, that, you know, spoke to how I could be using this time for good. And, and then before I knew it, you know, this, this book was there and I, I didn't even really know it was a children's book when I started writing it. I just kind of, 
you know, I just started writing this, this little poem that I could give to my little brother, because we're a big brother, big sisters. And so I started writing this thing, and then, and then it occurred to me, you know, this could be this really cool children's book. So I sent it off to an illustrator uh, that, that's a good friend of mine, and she illustrated it, and now we have it. And it's kind of a, it's kind of a miracle. You mentioned uh, Limerick. It's kind of, yeah, like Dr. Seuss style, almost rhyming throughout the book. Uh, did you regret that choice once you got like a few pages in that you got to keep finding rhymes for everything you want to say, or was it a fun way to write? No, it was a really fun way to write. You know, I've done some writing, you know, as a as a marketer, like as kind of my my kind of my strength as a entrepreneur is in my marketing, and so I've written a lot of content and I've written a lot of long form essay posts and things like that. But uh, you know, this was a real divergence from any kind of writing I've ever done before, and. I, I actually liked it. It gave me a structure to work within, and it kind of helped guide the next, the next. Uh, you know, it was a nice little. I don't know. It was a nice little constraint. I actually re- enjoyed it. And your goal of this book is kind of to allow children everywhere to to find a silver lining behind and inside of all of this craziness and unknown. Yeah. Well, I mean. There's not there's not a lot of optimism that's coming from this because it is in fact a, a tragedy that a lot of people are wrestling with, um, but I but I thought you know in my own world like it was giving me a lot of time to spend with my wife and my dog and it was giving me some time to kind of reflect and you know and I did a lot of kind of soul searching during this time and then, and as a lot of people have and so. You know, I think there are some takeaways that are positive for, for some of us who, who are fortunate enough to not have been touched by this, you know. And so I, I guess I just I just thought this is a time when people need a little bit of positive, like positivity, a little bit of, you know, encouragement that this isn't all bad, you know, that there's that someday we'll look back on this time and we'll we'll have a little bit of nostalgia for that downtime. And what's cool about this is you don't actually have any children of your own, but you managed to write a, a very well-done book. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, I, like, you know, I'm, I'm not a parent, right? But but I know what I did to spend my time, and then I, I was more creative. I did spend time doing art. I did spend my time, you know, uh, cooking more with my wife. I was, you know, being more on top of the, the chores. And so I just kind of started imagining, you know, this is that the kids are – they're going to be stuck home during a very difficult time. And, and there's a lot of emotions and there's, and, and those that are already in kind of vulnerable situations, I, my heart kind of went out for them, you know, and I was trying to think of a way that not only would give kids a positivity, but also help parents think of ways to entertain their kids during this time. So, you know, we talk about baking cakes, we talk about cleaning and, and working on house chores and helping parents with that. We talk about learning things and taking that time to explore uh, all of the information that's out there. We talk about uh, saying hi to friends through through kind of like digital platforms, you know, like just just like one thing I found myself doing was, was spending a lot of time on on Skype connecting with friends who don't live in the city and it's like people friends who have moved away and family members who are living elsewhere and that's something that I really didn't take the time to do before and now I found ourselves like you know like with all of this time and we were connecting every day so there was just like some you know really special moments that I wanted to kind of share I love the title of the book too when the world stays inside and that was like, I think that came really naturally. Like the, the title of the book came, or the title of the, I should say the title of the poem, but I say like the title of the book kind of came first. And 
and then it was like when the world stays inside and, and it just kind of kept, I don't know. It was, it was an easy, yeah, I don't know. It was just a, it was a really beautiful sentiment. You know, it's not, it's not when the world is wrestling with fear and anxiety. It was just when the world stays inside. And that's, and that's like, that can be, that can loan itself to not just this pandemic. Like the book was never supposed to be exclusively about the pandemic. It was, you know, hurricanes and snowstorms and, and all the types of things that bring people in, mm-hmm. indoors, maybe sick days, you know, and that's, that's really the nature of it is just uh, trying to speak to the universality of, of having a, a day inside. So you've written a children's book. Some of the proceeds from sales are going to Children's Wish Foundation. You also mentioned you're in the Big Brother and Big Sisters program. Why is giving back to young people like this so important to you? I think whenever I think about, um, you know, we all think we all wrestle with those problems in the world. And for me, I've always found it easier to imagine on a, on a micro level, like in my own community. <clears throat> and whenever I kind of imagine what can I do, because there's a lot of stuff that's outside of my control. I mean, I can vote, I can do certain things. But the one thing I feel like we can all do is have a, play a positive role in a young person's life, because that's what's going to offer them the resiliency to, to overcome uh, adversity. You know? and, and I think that like, that's how we make our community stronger. We focus on the people who are in need, but even more specifically the children because they, they really can grow up to do great things. Did you have a specific moment in your life that really inspired you in that sense uh, to become an entrepreneur? What led you to become an entrepreneur and become successful like you are today? Well, I mean, I grew up very poor. So I grew up in a very underprivileged community. And and, and I don't take that. I, I kind of think of that as a strength. You know, it gave me a real insight. But I, I developed very early on this ability to kind of connect with all different sorts of people. And, you know, I've had a, real, a lot of really great mentors and role models in my life that have kind of showed me uh, a lot of different things. And one of the, one of the jobs I was working uh, for was, a, was actually a brewery. And the owner of that brewery was this kind of this, this friend of who, this person who became a really close friend of mine. And he taught me a lot about social enterprise and just the way that, commu- that business can build community. And at first, I, you know, I, I was like, okay, but the more I worked for him, the more I saw that that is really a, a, a legitimate path to, to, to community development. So that's kind of where I developed both my passion for trying to give back, but also just this entrepreneurial spirit of working for a startup for three years and seeing its success and seeing my role in helping it grow. Have you seen examples of community being built despite people staying indoors? I guess you kind of actually mentioned like drawing closer together and video chats and stuff like that. Anything else? Well, I think, I think that the, uh, like, so the biggest thing I've noticed is just the, the will to support local. I've never seen, like, you know, supporting local has been something, has been a buzzword for, you know, probably the last five or ten years. But, but I think more than ever I've seen it, like, really blossom. Like, people are going out of their way to, to shop locally in a way that I've never seen it before. Going back to your book, one cool thing is on your website, when it introduces both yourself um, and the illustrator of your book, underneath your names, it talks about all of the things that you've been doing during the pandemic and on all the extras um, that you've learned during this time. Yeah, I thought that that was an important just uh, just to kind of give people an idea that like we also were affected. This isn't just for 
this isn't just for others. This was for us too. You know, the, the, this was a very therapeutic process, you know, and I, I think about when I think back on this pandemic, I'm going to be, I think, most proud. And the thing that's going to stand out the most is this book. I think it's a really important gesture and our sorry token of this time. You know, it's, it's not just about helping kids process it. It's also helping kids when they're 12 and 15 and 20 and 30 and 60, like remember this time, you know, because I think a lot of kids are going to, you know, I think we're all going to kind of have different ways of remembering it. And some of us are going to remember it for the, the fear that we all struggled with. And some of it are going to remember it for the better parts of it, you know? So I think it was just, that was just showing that we too are, are part of this. Are the wheels turning already for a second book or are you just kind of relaxing now? Well, you know, my, my, my restaurant is now in its full swing uh, season. So we've been very fortunate in, spi- in, the, in amidst this whole kind of pandemic. Pr- Prince Edward Island doesn't have any active cases as of right now. And it's, it's managed that, that very, very well. And so because we're an outdoor space, we've actually been able to, to continue operation. And, the, the, you know, so we're very fortunate. So we're very busy right now. I think that when, uh, when things kind of relax and, and if there's a, you know, if there's another time, point in time when we go inside, I think that's what I'll, I'll try to focus on is just thinking of how else I can connect with people because I'm really blown away by the response. You know, to have your provincial uh, health leader, Dr. Heather Morrison, she, she actually uh, endorsed this book, and I received a letter from the premier. And, you know, it seems like this book has has really connected with people in a very emotional way. And I, you know, that's, I don't, without sounding too pretentious, I think that's my purpose is I want to connect with people. I want to give uh, people a, 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 a ray of positivity in their life. So I think that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'd be happy to do this again in some way. How can people learn more about when the world stays inside and about yourself? Well, they can go to whentheworldstaysinside.com, which is the website. It has a little bit of a bio about the book and myself. They can go to Amazon. Um, they can also just Google When the World Stays Inside. It's, it's amazing how, much, how many great media outlets have been interested in this. So I've, I've offered a lot of interviews, and it's, it's been a real exercise for me because this is the first time that I've found myself doing these kinds of interviews. But I'm really thankful for these opportunities. You were great. I'm going to see if we can get uh, skip the dishes maybe to deliver to the middle of the Canadian prairies. For me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure, uh, but maybe I could uh, figure out something. Perfect. <laughs> Thanks so <laughs> Thank much, Thank you Mikey. so much. Thank you so much. Don't forget, you can listen to the podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including at podcastville.ca. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating too. That makes it easier for people to find us.